Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 24th of May, the 144th day of 2021, giving us 221 days until 2022. Today in 1844, Samuel Finley Brees Morse, the American inventor and painter, assisted by federal support, tappity-tapped, clickety-clicked, the message, What hath God wrought? While ensconced in the Supreme Court chamber in the U.S. Capitol building. A telegraph line had been installed along the right-of-way of the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad. The words from the Bible specifically Numbers 23.23, had been chosen by Annie Ellsworth, the daughter of U.S. Patent Commissioner Henry Levitt Ellsworth, who had championed Morris's invention of the telegraph, for which Ellsworth had secured early federal funding. Today, in 1941, the German battleship Bismarck sank the British battlecruiser HMS Hood, killing 1,416 Only three British sailors survived. Some of us growing up in the 1960s might remember Johnny Horton's popular ballad, Sink the Bismarck. And today, in 1988, Parliament in the United Kingdom passed Section 28, a law prohibiting the promotion of homosexuality. The law was repealed in 2001. Heavenward, tomorrow night, late, we'll have our closest full moon of the year. This supermoon is May's own full flower moon, though the Cree also call it the leaf-budding moon, the egg-laying moon, and the frog moon. And the Oglala call it the moon of the shedding ponies. Sensibly, the Lakota call May's full moon the planting moon. Whatever name most appeals to you, we will nonetheless, just after dawn, morning after next, have a total lunar eclipse as well. January two years ago was our most recent one. Much is tugging at us this time of year. Out the back window is our garden doing its wild April and May thing. We just let the lupin and the buttercups, asters and iris, lilies and hollyhocks naturally sort themselves. This week we'll be able to recognize weeds and reroute them to the nearby compost pile. Then numerous seedlings will find homes in terracotta patio pots, there to get comfy while we await the onset of chili peppers, eggplant, and tomatoes. Meanwhile, we'll have Canadian rhubarb for pie. Every year is an experiment, invisibly graft on a spectrum of works pretty well to works not so well, not unlike the mixed bag of many human endeavors. This past week, for example, the national COVID-19 death toll here in the U.S. rose to a cumulative total of 590,000 since the beginning of the pandemic. Globally, the total number of fatalities due to COVID-19 is verging on 3.4 million. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was approaching 166 million, an increase of at least 4 million cases globally since the week before. Our confirmed cases here in the U.S. as of Friday were over 34 million. Although we here in the U.S. have only 4% of the world's population, we consistently have had at least 21% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and 17% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. 
no longer so distantly behind us. India continues in second place, having more than 26.1 million confirmed cases. And Brazil is in third place with 16 million confirmed cases. France continues in fourth place with 5.6 million cases. And Turkey, with 5.2 million cases, is in fifth place. Russia, with 5 million cases, is in 6th place. The UK is in a close 7th place with 4.5 million cases. Currently behind the number 1 U.S. in COVID fatality rankings are, in 2nd through 4th place, Brazil, India, and Mexico. Today in 1819 in Kensington Palace, London, Edward, Duke of Kent, the fourth son of George III, and Victoire, Duchess of Kent, had a daughter, naming her Victoria, who, up until Elizabeth II, would be the longest reigning British monarch. Victoria's father died when she was an infant, and her mother, under the influence of business advisor Sir John Conroy, sought to dominate Victoria and sheltered her from the world. But to their disappointment, when she became queen at age 18, Victoria firmly asserted herself. Although known as an era of prudery, Victoria's reign was not without its happiness, notably her marriage to Albert and the nine children born to them. Reportedly, when her doctor advised that she have no further children, Victoria replied, Oh, Sir James, can I have no more fun in bed? And today, in 1941, in Duluth, Minnesota, Robert Allen Zimmerman was born. He lived there until age six, when his father Abram contracted polio, and the family returned to his mother Beatrice's hometown of Hibbing, where his father and paternal uncles ran a furniture and appliance store. While at Hibbing High School, young Zimmerman formed several bands, playing covers of Little Richard and Elvis Presley. Soon, off to college at the University of Minnesota, Zimmerman began performing at the 10 o'clock Scholar, a coffee house not far from campus. By May 1960, the end of his first year, he dropped out of college, but increasingly on the music circuit, he had already begun using the name of one of his favorite poets, Dylan Thomas, calling himself Bob Dylan. Today is also the birthday of actor Tommy Chung in 1938, of actor Gary Berghoff in 1943, of singer Patti LaBelle in 1944, of actress Priscilla Presley in 1945, of singer-songwriter Roseanne Cash in 1955, of actress Kristen Scott Thomas in 1960, and of actor John C. Riley in 1965. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 10th official week of spring. We're less than a month away from the official start of summer.